0: Welcome to adaptivist live the Alaskan ecosystem podcast today's episode daylight savings time savings savings, savings. i would think that that would be the, a great movie about a sci-fi team that needs to save the sun but that's a different story today we are like joined it. by the the clock setter in charge matthew stubblefield hi matthew I'm morning, Ryan. Yeah, it is definitely morning after Daylight Savings Time when everyone is still adjusting. And we're also joined by one of our our fine colleagues, the magnificent Phil Fox. Hi, Phil. Good morning. So it's interesting because Phil has had Daylight Savings Time for a week more than we in America, um, than Matthew and I in America, because the Brits change different. Everyone changes differently.
1: Or maybe we're late. It's, it's one of the two.
0: And and before we go into our Thunderbolt round, I'm just going to say that I think we should ban it entirely. I'm with, I'm with one of our software engineers, John Mort. He says, get rid of time zones, get rid of daylight savings time. And I say, more power to him. Zulu time for everyone. Zulu time. All right, so... Here we go. We've got a thunderbolt round this morning and the thunderbolt. Well, I guess it's not morning. It's whenever you're listening to it, it's the thunderbolt round. And today's thunderbolt round is <laughs> how long does it change? Take you to change your clocks. And because that's kind of a short question, have you ever experienced a, a problem because of daylight savings time? And for me, I it used to take me a while to change the clocks. And now I just get up and do it. First thing takes a few minutes. I'll always forget one or two clocks. You know, there's always that one clock that gets left unchanged and then I'll, I'll get it done. And that's the end, right? Um, I just realized actually that the car in our, the, the clock in our second car has not been touched because we don't drive it as often. So I'll have to do that one. So, so nowadays it used to be, I took forever to change my clocks and some clocks would make it a year, whatever. Um, but nowadays Getting it done. Um, I have also experienced a problem with daylight savings time, where um, I was working at a popular American rotisserie chicken establishment, and um, the clocks changed, and I didn't set my alarm a- appropriately, and I get a call from my manager. I'm an hour late, and uh, shame. You know, and because I, America, they fired you immediately. No, fortunately, they didn't. They needed somebody to make the lemonade, so I still had a job. But, uh, but it was it was a less than ideal um, experience. The same reason we keep Brian spoken here. <laughs> All right, Phil. What about you?
2: Well, I I changed my clocks the night before, so I I pre- prepare it and go for it in advance.
0: That's why you're an adaptivist, Phil, (laughs) a genius.
2: (laughs) However, I must say that there are certain clocks that tend to get forgotten just like you. I have one in a conservatory or sunroom, as you call them, in the States, which managed to survive the whole winter period one year without being changed because I just didn't go in there and... Then when I finally did go back in the next year, it was only two weeks till they were changing back to the summer. And I just thought, I can't be bothered changing it to change it again in two weeks' time.
0: <laughs> nice. Has, have you ever uh, made a mistake because of daylight savings time?
2: Yes. Um, not the arriving late, but the arriving early.
0: <laughs> oh, of course.
2: So, <laughs> the, the, the turning up one hour before, because... I got in a car similar to you, a car that wasn't used very often, looked at the clock and thought, oh, I'm running late. Go. Got there, turned up to find actually I was an hour early.
0: And that's when you have to help set things up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> nice. Matthew, what about you?
1: I typically don't have a lot of problems. It just takes a few seconds to set clocks. Uh this morning. I woke up and checked the time on my Kindle because we don't have a, a clock in the bedroom. I don't like the, the extra light, and uh, had not set the time there and went. Oh crap! It's, it's after seven. I'm supposed to be at the office by like seven thirty. Got to get some coffee making. Got to get ready for this podcast. And then you know, a few seconds later, I realized no, no, I got I got an hour. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, not a whole lot of problems. The one problem I have had with daylight savings time was back in uh, what was it? You know, like the early to mid two thousands when. Uh, For some reason, somebody somewhere decided that the date that Daylight Savings Time starts had to change. We got to shift that. It was, I don't remember, a week or so that we shifted. Maybe that's when we introduced this terrible one-week offset with with England um, that makes our lives kind of miserable as as an international company where all the meetings get screwed up. Uh, At the time, I was working at a university, and uh, we had a fleet of about 6,000 computers, so just a whole bunch of machines that all of a sudden now are hard coded in for daylight savings time to start one day and now they're all wrong and this breaks patching it can break connection with domain controllers it breaks authentication like when their times off when when a computer's time is off it breaks all kinds of stuff especially back on uh god early 2000s i think we were still probably running uh we may have been still around windows 98 back then oh. um oh. Uh, we might we, we might mid-2000s? have gone up to it. uh we were probably at xp by then oh um but i think it was a mix like it was because it was like 2003 something like that um we skipped M E. we definitely skipped ME. um Most yeah that was not That was not fun. That broke all kinds of stuff and was a lot of effort. Going through and touching every machine to fix that type of thing. Wow. Months of time to fix that type of problem. And for for just a a few weeks, because it offset by a while, It it was painful.
0: I can't even imagine. So fast forward to the modern world where we don't have to, to, to touch everything manually, but there are still adjustments that we have to make. And it turns out that daylight savings time can actually give us a little bit of, of a headache in the Atlassian world, right? So f- when daylight savings time happens, how does Jira respond? I mean, does it?
2: Well, firstly, you have to think about what time zone is your server actually operating in? But remember that you as an individual, your client view could be looking at a completely different time zone. And in a previous organization I worked in, we actually registered all of our servers as being hosted in Iceland purely to avoid the daylight saving time issue. (laughs) So all of our servers claim to be hosted in Iceland because they don't have daylight saving time.
0: But were the servers actually in Iceland?
2: No, no. Although nowadays, I would probably consider it given the speed of internet connectivity and the lower heating costs, or sorry, cooling costs that you get for hosting things in the, in the Icelandic environment or the the um, northern climate. So Google, for instance, has lots of its data centers very much hosted up near the Arctic Circle. You've got to think, when you think about a large data center, put, position it somewhere where the air temperature and the water temperature is much lower. Is worth doing.
1: And where it's just dark all the time, so
0: you don't even need to worry about daylight savings time because you never see the sun. There's no, no sun. Well, But also, it's
2: only half of the year that it's dark.
0: Wait a minute. So That's what you're saying <laughs> is Google is Santa Claus. <laughs> That's my takeaway. We've, they're Santa Claus and they can ignore time. I mean, it, 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 it counts. So Iceland doesn't observe uh, daylight savings time at all? Nope. No. Uh,
1: well, I've seen these kind of time problems with some of the companies I've worked with. They have their servers in Amazon Cloud, AWS. And uh, I think typically Amazon servers are going off of Greenwich, uh, Greenwich Mean Time, um, which, which sometimes causes problems when they are, for instance, actually located in California. Um, and that causes some issues with JIRA. Have you, have you seen that type of thing, Phil?
2: Absolutely. One of the the challenges you have with AWS, of course, is the different regions that you choose to select for your hosting can also have an impact upon where that server clock is actually set to. And so when you consider that if you host in a cloud environment, you could actually have it move as well between different zones, and then the actual server on which it's hosted can change clocks as well. So that can make lots of fun. So... One of the things you have to remember is your log files. If you have got daylight saving time in place on your server, which I would never recommend, but if you have, you can end up with the wonderful scenario twice a year where you have one month, you have an hour which has double the activity that you would expect, and one day at the other end of the year where you'd have no activity for a month because of the way in which the clocks change. And that's something that really comes with experience and most people forget about it until it happens to them and they then try to work it out. Mm -hmm.
0: What other problems can we experience um, from daylight savings time in this world?
2: Well, if you have a follow the sun support model, think about how your different hours of your different support teams will be working especially if you've got them split between the Northern Hemisphere and the Southern Hemisphere. Because whilst we think about the Northern Hemisphere as daylight saving time, the time falling back in the autumn, of course, in the Southern Hemisphere, that's when theirs go forward. Mm. So if you have a follow-the-sun model and you think about Atlassian with theirs, which is Sydney, which operates the Australian saving time, then they have Kuala Lumpur, Amsterdam, and then they come across to San Francisco. So can you imagine what that's going to do to your hours of operation and when your support staff are actually in place?
1: It's given me a headache already. I, I pretty much can't imagine. I had not thought about the Southern Hemisphere and having to coordinate. You, you almost end up with a bigger gap there, at least for you know a short period of time. Yeah. Um,
2: uh, it was interesting you talking earlier about the fact that the US changed the weekend on which it does its daylight saving time. Because of course... There is no internationally synchronized. Different right. countries do it at different weeks, and they don't always choose the same week from year to year. So you've got to remember just how much of a confusion that can cause when you've got a multi country based organization.
0: Wow. I am, I mean, I think that this conversation alone is forming a strong enough argument for the world council who's ever decides these things to just get rid of daylight savings time entirely. However, so,
1: so we, if you're listening world council, yeah, we if, would you, really appreciate if you're one that. of
0: they that makes the decisions, please axe daylight <laughs> savings time. But um okay, until so, they do I am they until have they to do. Be listening. But yeah. but
1: until they do axe it, what what do we do? I mean, this sounds like a well, really potentially challenging especially for worldwide operations but i know even here in the u.s ryan i mean i hear ryan complain
0: about it enough uh we we got we got problems So, so what do we do about them and one one thing to note in the u.s there is a state that does not observe daylight savings time arizona doesn't do it and massachusetts is doing a study to determine whether or not they will keep doing it and so when you have that sort of fracturing going on how do you I think there's some
1: counties as well? Like, I think there are some counties in some of the northern states that don't observe while the rest of the state
0: does, which is that is super weird. That is intense. Yeah.
2: Well, don't forget, you're following the, the well trodden tracks of Canada, in that not all of the states in Canada follow daylight saving time. So, once again, the Americans are following along and copying Canada.
0: The real leaders of the North American continent. <laughs> We love our Canadian so, brethren, by the way. So, what do we do? Like, how do we,
1: other than cry? Like, how do we address this? that? Was my answer.
2: <laughs> Shall I try and phrase a question around that? Then
1: you can ask a question, but I guarantee Ryan and I—we don't. We might we... have mighty. We we have mighty beards, but we don't necessarily have answers.
2: Yep. So, if you think about a typical. <laughs> If you think about a typical Jira instance, your Jira is running on a server time and all your users are running on their local time. Mm -hmm. So let's make sure that your server time doesn't observe daylight saving time. But that then means that you then have a disconnect between what your customers, your users are having because those customers of that Jira service, their time zone is going to change. Now, most businesses describe their business SLAs, their service level agreements, around the concept of business hours. They don't say, oh, our business hours in the summer are these times and our business times in the winter are those times. They say things Mm -hmm. like, it's nine to five. So, most businesses and the business people sign up quite happily to a nine to five or a nine to six or an eight to six business hours service. But that time actually shifts when you consider it against JIRA. So, how how can you handle that? Well, the server itself doesn't really care because it's just recording the exact time at which that actually happens and it presents it to the user in their particular native time zone. However, when the clocks change, you get all sorts of weird things happening. So think about what happens with daylight saving time when you apply that to an SLA and you measure it in a service desk because all of a sudden, your server eight to five is not aligned with your customer eight to five. And so you have to think about how you handle that. So what you can do are different ways of dealing with this. You can actually write two SLAs and two metrics in Jira Service Desk, a summer metric and a winter metric. But then how do you determine which one you should use? Well, it's nice and easy if it's if the ticket is raised wholly in summertime or wholly in wintertime, you can just say this particular ticket was created at this time. therefore it adheres to the summertime or it adheres to the wintertime SLA. How would, how would you recommend,
1: like, if you took that approach, is that like a select list or do you do a date range or?
2: So the, the, the simplest is because everywhere publishes the daylight saving times far enough in advance, Mm -hmm. build the rule into the metric Have a custom field that stores, whether it's summertime or wintertime, and just use that to choose which SLA that you actually use. Okay. So, you can actually have that as an automated field using one of the standard plugins that apply for Jira that can do a calculation based on the date and apply that rule. And we should
1: mention, for the SLAs, we're talking specifically Jira service desk. That's what's providing the functionality here? Indeed. Yeah.
2: Okay. Okay, so two SLAs. So,
1: that's one option. So that's one option. We could just do we could, we could do by date, and that works if the ticket's raised in one or the other. But what happens if it's opened in uh, the summer, and then if it's opened two weeks ago, and now it's still open? Daylight savings time has taken effect. What do we do then? Well,
2: that's where you have to do calculations based around what's happened to your transitions, what's happened to your status changes, and when did those status changes happen? And that's far from a trivial task. Because you're always working out where we are now, what is the current time that I need to apply, and how would I apply that to this particular service agreement?
0: That's heavy, Doc.
2: (laughs) Well, especially when you consider that, as far as I'm aware, everybody who changes daylight saving time does it at a weekend.
1: Mm -hmm. So, 2 a.m. on a Sunday?
2: Typically, 1 or 2 a.m. on a Sunday. 1 a.m. to go forward, 2 a.m. to come back. Although if you go to that. a late, if you go to a late licensed location that has a two a.m. finish, of course, it has the benefit that at one fifty nine fifty nine it goes oh, and now the time is one o'clock, and you get an extra hour's drinking.
1: <laughs> it has it has just occurred to me because you know when we fall back, we're like, hey, great, extra hours sleep, but for third shift employees, that's an extra hour they're having to work,
0: and that's a potentially an extra hour on payroll as well. I didn't. Yes. Even, yeah. yeah. But Phil's, Phil's example of the bar is a really good one. That's Yeah, that one's all right. You really take advantage of Daylight savings. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: so if you just think about that particular hour and you think about bet- – if you th- were measuring the amount of alcohol sold in a bar overnight, so every hour you took a, a, a survey of how much alcohol had been sold between 10 and 11, 11 and 12, 12 and 1, and then 1 and 2.
0: Are Adaptivist employees at the bar?
2: Well, Is really, that really that's, a that's a big variable. Okay. Sh- that, <laughs> mind you, between one and two, they'd still be drinking, so it wouldn't be a problem. But then your one till two shift will have, in the autumn for Northern Hemisphere, twice as much alcohol sold. In the summer and the spring, it would have no alcohol sold because for of that, that hour. shift. Yeah. That hour. Yeah. So think about that in terms of how that applies to your SLAs. What happens to that hour? You end up with a situation where if you're not careful, you're tracking an hour against your metrics for which members of staff are not actually currently working or it's before or it's after. So before they come on shift or after they've left shift. And so your ability to adhere to your SLA and deliver your four hour response time is seriously compromised if you do not consider the impact of daylight saving time when setting your SLAs within your Jira service desk and not considering your legal position, as in what you've told the customers you're going to supply them with, what service you're going to deliver, and then thinking about how you measure that on the back end where the server doesn't care and doesn't even know about daylight saving time, but your customers do and expect a four-hour service.
1: Okay, so this all sounds kind of complex and a lot to think about. Is there some easy thing that a mooc like Ryan and I Ryan or I could plug into Jira and uh, do this thinking for us?
2: Well, given we're adaptivists it's, it's going to come as no surprise that the the answer to this question is script runner for JIRA. That
1: seems to be the answer to the most questions.
2: And it does its ability to do its calculations on the fly, and to also take information that is stored about where what are the daylight saving time changes.
0: And not only is ScriptRunner the answer. On the Adaptivist blog, Phil has written an entire post on how to use ScriptRunner to compensate for daylight savings time. So, for our viewers
1: at home, uh, you might go out to our to our website. We'll we'll put a link to that. In like the show notes, I'll make it easy for you to find. Um, it's something, I mean, it comes up twice a year, this whole daylight savings time shenanigan, but and, uh, so we would help people out understanding
0: how, uh, how they can fix it without having to, I guess, work too hard. Yeah. There's <laughs> enough shenanigans involved where I would want to implement a fix as soon as possible and not think about it again. I've got other mm-hmm. things to think about, right?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the interesting you- thing would yeah. be how many people listen to this blog and had actually even thought about this when the clocks changed this year.
1: Oh, I mean, other than the, other than some brief cursing, uh, I, I certainly have not thought about it as in depth as I have today. So I appreciate the conversation. This has been really informative.
0: I absolutely think about daylight savings time too much <laughs> every single day. Every si- I'm just, I am shaking <laughs> my fist at the future daylight <laughs> savings time. Well, Phil, thank you so much for the insight. This is tremendous, tremendous information for those of us who are are trying to manage teams in Jira and compensate for service delays. Uh, Great to see you as always, Phil. Thank you so much for being here today. So, are you enjoying the podcast? If so, give us a share. Share us on your your, uh, media of choice. We'd really appreciate that. And uh, invite your friends to listen for informative, useful Atlassian uh, ecosystem news. Are you interested in joining a team of international time-saving geniuses? Visit joinadaptivist.com. We'd love to have you apply. Do you have a suggestion for the podcast or would you like to be a guest on a, a future episode? Email us at learn at So for Phil Fox and Matthew Stubblefield, I'm Ryan Spilkin, and we'll see you next week on
2: Adaptivist Live. As long as you get the clock right.
0: The thing that you wear on your hand or keep upon the wall.